Uh, Omar, Derek, what up, D? Uh, with other champions on your Instagram. Excited to hear these interviews and the Ten Commandments wealth. Uh, before I ask my question, I just wanted to share with you that at work, I now have weekly uh, cadence with a team of 10 partners to review dashboards I've been creating for them. Plus, today, I received another award for the work I've done. Thanks again for the guidance and mindset with uh, which to tackle my career progression and life overall. Going to your question, you know. Um, Virtually every week, Omar, you come back and you got another update, another report of more winning. And, you know, I've had uh, people, you know, I've posted a comments is like um, inspirational comments on my Instagram story. And I've had multiple people that they say, you know, oh, Omar is your favorite. <laughs> In uh, male and female, male and female writing, say, Omar is your favorite. You know, I like Omar because Omar's always fucking doing something. Omar's already, yeah, he's always up to something. And, um, and you can be too. It's a lifestyle choice. It's a lifestyle choice, you know. I don't think Omar sleeps eight hours a day. I suspect that Omar doesn't sleep eight hours a day. I suspect that Omar is uh, sacrificing some of his dream time so he could be awake working on his goals and, and real life instead of fucking being a, a sleepy bitch. So, no, I don't know, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna lean into your edge and be the best you you can be if you're not willing to lose some thirties. You're not gonna have, uh, you know, th this idea, it's another one I talked about with Marshall yesterday, it's like this idea that you could make like a 90% effort and then have 100% of that. So you only lie into yourself. You'd be lucky to have 20%. If you make a 90% effort, you'd be lucky to have 20% of the outcome that you would have got if you made a 100% effort. You might get like 3%. You might get a return instead of 100% return. So, and, th and there's like, you got to think about it a couple of different ways. You got to think about it at least three different ways. It's like, there's the amount of work that you would do by yourself. There's the amount of work that you are tough enough to do independently. And then, and then there's another layer of work that you'd be willing to do that if you had a, you know, a mentor or a coach or a te you know, somebody that cared about you, that's pointing you in the right direction, and I play that role for many of you, there's an extra amount of work you fucking out of, out of your own fucking sheer selfishness, you ought to fucking do an extra layer of work because you know I'd be proud of you, you know you'd be proud to tell me about it. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that Omar does that because every fucking week he's got a new good update on here. So I'm sure that that's true. Right? And then there's a third level of like for your peers, for other people, you know, other teammates and things that you could talk about in the Discord chat, things that you could talk about when we have, when one day the world regains have live events again, and we will. And I'd like to have a nice live. I'd love to do it every Saturday. I'd like to go travel around the world and do a talk every Saturday. I used to do that. be happy to do it again if the world uh, opens up. I'm going to spend a lot more time with the and, um you know, in the short term, you, you could tell your stories to each other, you know, remotely or in small groups. And in the long term, we're going to do that in person. And it's going to be clear to everybody, like, I know I'm going to results. When you see me in person, I'm going to have more winning. Every week, I got, you know, more good shit. Every day, more good shit. I, I know a few other people on here, they're going to be doing more winning. You know, my, my buddy Tim from Germany, he wrote me today. 
he told me thank you and he, he sent me a little screenshot of um, he sent me a little screenshot of today you know over eighty thousand dollars for him so that was his gain on the stock market today over eighty thousand dollars so here's this was last week he sent me same guy last Wednesday he sent me a different one seventy two thousand dollars that day I mean hey a lot of people are going to show up more winning, more success. They're going to have the financial assets to show for that. They're going to have the the war stories to, that they can tell with sincerity, with pride. That they, they lost sleep. They worked harder. They worked harder than they ever worked. They worked harder because they want to come look me in the eye and represent and do well. They worked harder because they want to come look at the, the other high-quality people on here and look them in the eye and represent and have a you know sincere war story to tell and results to show for it. I look forward to meeting those people. I look forward to spending more time. I know a lot of you are ready in person, and I'm going to meet a lot more of you in person. And it's going to be clear who's who. It's going to be clear who's who. You can fucking lie to yourself in the short term, or, you know, occasionally somebody has a comment on here, but the results are going to speak for themselves. You ain't going to be able to look the other winners in the eye if you ain't done it. If you ain't a fucking winner yourself, everybody knows. So I, I encourage you to lose sleep. I encourage you to step up and best you could do it's like if you make in a 90% effort you're not going to get 90% of the results that were available to you if you're making an 80% effort you, you're going to get nothing you're going to get 80% is too close you're going to have average results at best and average doesn't mean that you were going to get 50% of what was available to you it means you might get 3% of what you could have got if you're making an 80 to 90% effort you might get 3 or 10% of what you could have had a hundred percent effort you're gonna get a lot and it's not gonna be anywhere close to average it's gonna be 30 times 40 times average or more that's not a crazy idea that's not a crazy number the average person makes fucking thirty thousand dollars the average person in the economy of the world make thirty thousand fucking dollars that's that's poverty that's <laughs> that's a joke man i was a more money than that so yeah, you don't want to do that just make make the effort make the effort make it be a hundred percent Omar's question he says for the assignment this week I was looking at some sailors Lululemon Under Armour Nordstrom Macy's and Nike um, it's very valuable to go through each line of the statements I know you analyzed Macy's and Nordstrom um, what are some industry-specific things you choose to focus on or think about when analyzing these companies? Yeah, a few thoughts. So I'll talk about the two that I'm most familiar with from that list is, uh, you know, Macy's. I just sold puts on Nordstrom yesterday. I sold puts a couple weeks ago, too. I made not a lot. I made $8,100 or something uh, in the last couple days. Well, yesterday morning I sold them. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens by Friday. Friday, then I sold some other puts on energy transfer. Those expire next Friday, and um, be careful if you buy energy transfer. Be careful that you have special accounting for that. So look into the accounting rules. That's a MLP, a Master Limited Partnership. It's not like a normally publicly traded company. It's not a normal publicly traded company, and uh, there's different taxation rules that if you don't have a substantial chunk of it, you just don't want to do that. Don't don't. It's not 
know, a thousand dollars of you're going to pay your accountant, you know, a couple hundred dollars to do the extra tax work. So don't buy that unless you know what you're buying and you understand the, the taxation rules around MLPs. Um, but anyway, I thousand shares and uh, I sold some puts to get another 25,000 shares, 250 contracts. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe I'll get them. Maybe I won't. I don't, I don't care if I get them or I don't. Either either I collected the put premium or I got a stock at the, that I like and just increased my position 25%. So I'm, I'm good either way. Um, but regarding Nordstrom or Macy's, let's, let's go, let's go uh, Macy's first. Um, Macy's was trading dollars last year. Now it's about $22, right? $23. And it was under five. It was like $4 and 40 something cents. I was buying it at $4 and 60 something cents. And I sold some of it. Right? So I, I bought some and later that week, I think, or the early the next week, I sold that stock and you know, I bought it as a trade. I didn't, I didn't buy it as an investment at the time. I bought it as a trade. I'm like, this is too low and I'll be a shit company, but it's going to rebound and uh, at least some, and I can get a 10 or 20% pop here. You know, and I did, and then I sold it. But then I looked at their financial statements for real, for real, for real. I looked at their financial I thought, well, the fucking market cap on the company is a couple billion dollars. It's not much. And I looked at their, their financials, and like, if you, if you take out all the debt, you know, you, you got... Um, credit card company that's worth at least three billion three and a half you got blue mercury which is um, a makeup uh, company that's uh, you know competes with Sephora etc Ulta Beauty and the division must be worth at least a billion dollars if you looked at the financial statements you'll see this and then you, you looked at the real estate and that's where things got interesting is you know during good times maybe the real estate's worth 15 18 billion was really in the toilet, then you guys say it's, I don't know, it's worth 12? It's worth 10? Worst case, you know? They got one building in New York. There's no way it's not worth 2 billion. Herald Square building, Square Garden, near Penn Station. Okay? And I, know, I look at that and I think, well, this one fucking building is the whole market cap of the company, you know? The one building is worth that. Now, you, you net out the debt. It's like, well, the, the company's worth $10 billion or something. It's not worth, it's worth a lot more than it's currently trading at. So if you, if you, if you liquidated everything, you know, and you sold off the, the shit at a discount, you sold, you know, $10 billion in real estate at liquidation prices and another $4 billion elsewhere. And then again, you go back and you look at the debt and like, it's worth more than this. So I, I, it's, it was trading substantially below book value. And, um, and it was also the number 10 retailer in the country. There's this, there's this narrative that brick and mortar is all going to go away. All right, it's the number 10 retailer in the country. Macy's.com, number 10 retailer. I felt very comfortable about it. I looked at that, and then I, I, I bought the stock back. And uh, I'm up, I don't know, 300% or something. You know, I'm up 400%. I have 300% profit, something like that on it. Margin. I bought it on margin at the time, so you know you, you get a thirty percent. If, if I bought the fucking stock for five dollars, uh, well, and now it's thirty percent. But if I bought the stock five dollars that time, it'll be a three dollar minimum. So fifty cents down on it, and you know now it's worth twenty something. And um, 
doing pretty good. Feeling pretty good about it. So, you know, that's a 700% cash on cash return. More than that, something like 700% cash on cash return in a year and a half, less than a year and a half. So, you know, you do that a few times in your life and pretty soon you can afford a couple cheeseburgers. I might, I might make enough money after the end of this recession, I could afford it. We'll see. Um, let's talk about Nordstrom. Um, again, one of these narratives that retail's dead, retail's dead, brick and mortar retail dead. All right, well, you know, Nordstrom was uh, doing 80% of its sales were on the internet. Nordstrom has a fantastic website, uh, really easy to use app. Um, they've been on the internet since 1998. And, um, you know, they're, they're a fantastic retailer. A lot of my classmates in grad school, they, you know, whether they're, they're in school, they go to Nordstrom Rack, they buy clothes at Nordstrom Rack. Later on, they're going to shop at Nordstrom. A lot of smart people shop there, a lot of wealthy-ish people, you know, upper middle class people shop there. Um, website, differentiated products in their, you know, more premier Nordstrom stores for, you know, but also accessible to a middle class person that wants to buy, you know, perceived luxury goods at a discount at Nordstrom Rack. Uh, what's not to think about that? owned, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I thought it was way undervalued. I, and I was, I was talking about Nordstrom and I was buying Nordstrom and, you know, talked about it on my calls when Nordstrom was rated by the analysts, it's by the way, but the analysts rated it, the consensus was 0 0.1 out of 10. So not a one out of 10, but a 0 0.1 out of 10. So that's, that's what the analyst consensus about Nordstrom was, you know, strong sell, strong sell, no good. All right, cool. So I, I, I thought it was a strong buy. And uh, it went up to about $46. Right now it's about 28 something. Derek, did you sell it when it was 46? No, I didn't. I think it's going to be 55, 65, something like that. 55, $65 stock. Did I sell it at 46? No. But Derek went from 46 down to 26 something. Now it's yeah, you know, Derek, what did you do? I bought more. I bought more recently, and then I sold puts against it to get some more. And then I sold some more puts against it yesterday. So I don't mind if I get more. At current prices, uh, I sold some puts for $27 strike price. Well, I'll take some more at $27 all day. And I get the put premium. I think I had, I don't know, 39 cents again. I think last week I got 38 cents or 8 cents, and then I got 39 cents or something. Expires on Friday. So I'm, I'm insuring the stock. I'm getting basically, you know, uh, what is that? That's a 1.45% return. So 1% for four days. For four trading days, I'm getting, you know, basically I'm going to say 1.5%. It's a little less than that. But for ease of conversation, I'm going to say I'm getting a 1.5% return for insuring the stock for four days, Tuesday through Friday. And at the end of Friday, the puts expire. And either I get to keep 100% of the put premium, and I collected one and a half percent for four days, right? You know, or I get the stock for dollars and sixty-one cents. So one of those two things will happen. Uh, yeah, it can be it can be less than that, but I, my effective cost is uh, is that. So I'm gonna pay twenty-seven dollars for it. I got paid thirty-nine cents in the. Now the stock might be twenty-five dollars on Friday. You know, and what would I do if it was $25 on Friday? I'd buy more. 
I don't mind buying more. I'm not over leveraged in my accounts. I have capacity that when something goes on sale, I can buy more. So, uh, Lululemon's making money. Money. Uh, you can look at the numbers independently. But you know, to your main question, you know, how do I think about some of those things? I think those are that's how I think about investing in those. Is uh, I, I said it pretty well. Those are my primary thoughts. But time, I was buying uh, Nordstrom at eleven dollars and change. And you know now it's uh, twenty eight something, and uh, I, does it hurt my feelings that I didn't sell it at forty six? Well, if I knew I could sell it at forty six and buy, seven, yeah, of course I would have, of course I would have. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I can't predict the future, and neither can you. But I know when it got back to twenty seven, I'm happy to have some more, and uh, I might get some more put to me on Friday. I might get another, I don't know, if 10, I think it's ten thousand shares, hundred contracts on that. I don't mind. I'll be happy with it either way. I either get to collect the put premium or own more Nords.